3: Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
2: So a couple of
4: quick polls out. This will be short. Don't touch that dial. Don't say, oh, my God, they're going to talk about the election. It's going to be very short. Two polls, one new one in Iowa, tracking with others that have said the same thing, that Biden and Warren are basically tied in Iowa. Okay. So Biden could lead nationally by 10 points huh. if he wants, but if Warren wins Iowa, you got a new ball game all of a sudden. Huh. And she has momentum, enthusiasm, and New Hampshire's, you know, next door to her state, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, things could things could get exciting. Oh, Drudge was out today. Now, I've just lengthened the thing I promised would yeah, be short. Yeah, liar. Matt Drudge, who correctly predicted Trump's election thinks Elizabeth Warren is the Democrat to beat. Um, so I, uh, he could be right. I
0: can't mount a convincing argument against him. I mean, Liz seems to have momentum.
4: Biden's got to fall, but... Uh, she's, she's a
0: fairly attractive candidate in a lot of ways, personality-wise. Her
4: policies are just crazy. But, um, and I think she will lose many, many states. If I'm Trump, I want Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then this, this poll stuck out to me. I thought this was really interesting. I don't even know what it means. So maybe you've seen there's a bunch of head to head polls. They're stupid. They're never predictive of any, anything. Nope. But where they never put, have been. Never, never will be. be. <laughs> for all kinds of different reasons. But they say, uh, you know, uh, we ask people, if would you vote for Elizabeth Warren or Trump? Elizabeth Warren beats Trump in this state and this state and this state or nationally or whatever. Those polls are always ridiculous because the election hasn't started yet. They haven't, you know, started tearing each other apart. Anyway. Um, do you? Th- but Trump loses to a number of different candidates in those polls, mm-hmm. those, those non-predictive polls. Right. Um. Will Trump be re-elected in 2020? In other words, do you think Trump will win? And that is, in the positive for Trump. So the majority of people, if you say, "Would you vote for Biden?" Trump, there's more people voting for Biden or Warren or or Bernie than he Trump. loses this yeah, okay, matchup. Okay, okay. But if you ask people, do you think Trump will be a re-elected? He wins forty six to forty in poll in a poll national poll. Huh. I'm not exactly sure what that means, and that's a reverse from uh, this past December. I actually just cocked my head like a dog,
0: trying to. Huh, and I don't even know if think about it.
4: And I don't even know if that's good news for Trump. It might be bad news if. Why if do animals do that? By the way, cock their heads.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Does it help them here?
0: Well, I just did it myself. Was that like, was, I was trying to be dramatic, or I can't even
4: decide. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what to think about that. Well, I wonder if that helps, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, if I'm Trump. Because if people out there, if there's a chunk of people out there that don't want me to president be president, but think I will win, they're pretty motivated to go to the polls, I would guess.
0: Yeah, You know what confuses me about it is it runs counter to the whole... People tend to under-report their support for Trump and or conservatism because they don't want to get into uh, angry, angry, angry arguments with angry, angry progressives. And, uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons the polls got it wrong last time was that people just didn't bother saying, yeah, I'm
4: a Trump guy. Is this the gal. crowd that thinks we're such a racist, stupid country, I'll bet Trump does win? I don't know. Is I'm, that, I'm I'd befuddled by that poll. Yeah, I don't know what it means either. I don't know. That's all I got.
0: Hey, there's an exciting new breakthrough in science, or so it would appear, scientists at Stanford University and the University of California in San Francisco um, have identified a protein that the viruses need to spread the common cold inside your body. Get rid of the protein, you get rid of the virus, and you cure the common cold. You also lose
4: the ability to see, but it's it's a trade-off.
0: You know, it does remind me of the... um, they managed to eliminate mosquitoes in Brazil, and then they came back a year and a half later bigger, stronger, and more vicious than ever. <laughs> right. um, yeah, it causes instantaneous blindness, impotence, and the inability to digest food. Uh, <laughs> other than that, it's, it's great. But uh, you know,
4: no sniffles. Right.
0: Ah, uh, They suggest that now That'd they, be
4: one of the greatest breakthroughs, unless we find out colds are completely necessary to the human body to do uh, who knows what. Who know? Can you imagine? There's some role
0: that that virus plays—the coughing, the sneezing, cough the wheezing, the, the blowing your nose, the feeling like you're going to
4: die. Got to do it a couple times a year, your whole life, so that you can who knows, right?
0: What. Or it stimulates the blank to keep working. Right. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. I'm, let's try it though. There's still a long road to go, says uh, one of the professors of microbiology at Stanford. But I do think it's an important step. They mention. I find this interesting. You know how you got your uh, flu vaccine. And it's a bit of an iffy thing because they can only uh, target three to four strains of the flu. And there are a few more than that uh, going around at any one time. Well, there are 160, roughly 160 varieties of the rhinovirus
4: that cause the common cold. So you can't. Can you get those more than once? I'd heard one time that you can only get them once. But that once would...
0: per strain of rhinovirus? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if
4: you can build I heard that once but it doesn't mean it was true. No, I no, I would think you would uh, you would 160 options do inoculations a, against that or Vaccines. you'd think you'd stop getting colds a lot earlier cuz you'd have to come in contact with, you know, one that you haven't already had. Mhm. I haven't had a cold yet this year with my son back in school. I'm, I'm blown away by that. So far the little kids going to school has been immediately colds for the whole family. Right. Right. Maybe have built up a resistance. By the way,
0: this guy quoted uh, Jan Car- Um His team knocked out a different gene in thousands of cancer cells until they'd systematically deleted each gene in the human genome, uh, et cetera. So these people are on the leading edge of cancer research as well. But they, they took a little time. I don't know, maybe on Friday afternoons they'd have a couple of beers and work on the common cold just to you know shake things
4: up. But I wish them well. God, there'd be, so, there'd be so much money in that. Oh! That'd be one of the most valuable things anybody's ever come up with. Baldness, you fix that, you're going to yes. make a gazillion dollars. Right. Eliminate the common cold. Right. And cancer. Those might be the well, big 3 obviously and they are, cancer,
0: yes. Well, yes. But, but <laughs> seriously, in terms of making money, I'm not sure you wouldn't make more. Well, yeah, that may be true. The common cold is universal.
4: You know, everybody would want it. You know, if I could pay $400 to not be bald anymore, I'm not sure I would even do it. I just don't care. You've got a good head. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank Those you of us much.
0: with with weirdly shaped heads, mine is terrible. It's, it looks like a pumpkin six months after
4: Halloween. Now, when I was um, twenty three or whatever, I would have I would have geez, sold, sold plasma or turned tricks or whatever to come up with the four hundred dollars <laughs> to cure baldness. But at this point in my life, I just I don't care. Right? I wouldn't walk across the street to not be bald.
0: <laughs> it's liberating. Well, isn't the it?
4: the idea of having to comb my hair or cut it would be annoying. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I've
0: people think this. This uh, shiny, thick lock of <laughs> chestnut hair of mine is merely a blessing. Well, now, oh, no, oh, no. I spend an hour a day. It has its downside. Oh, please. And the please. women always looking at you. And the gay men. Conditioning and ironing. What do you call Oils. Oils and salves. Scents. Rose petals. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that.
4: My son, uh, he's he's actually so annoyed, he's, so he's let his hair get longer, but now mom's making him comb it because it gets all uh, like rat's nests in it and stuff like that. And so he's decided to go back to uh, a buzz cut because the he's going to go with the laziest. Yes. <laughs> whatever. Wow. Same reason he's playing the cello <laughs> so he can sit down.
1: Genetics at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Acorn tree, etc. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw the KFC has released a new sandwich that's fried chicken served between two glazed donuts. Yeah. It's cool. Instead of a toy, the meal comes with a shot of insulin. Oh! The crowd groans. Oh, they shouldn't do that. Fried chicken and a donut. That doesn't sound very healthy. (laughs) Shouldn't we all be over stunt food at this point? Yeah.
0: Maybe because we're in the media, we're a little early to be sickened by stunt food. But yeah, let's cut it out. It's a a ham between two slices of chocolate cake. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, all right, we get it.
4: Particularly good example. We get it. I would eat that chicken between the donuts, though. I would actually eat that. I really like
0: chimpanzees. I'm fascinated by chimp behavior, and I hope we get a chance to work this in, maybe a little later on this hour. One of our uh, beloved and alert listeners um, uh, pointed out uh, the... The Gombe chimpanzee war, which was a nearly four and a half year sustained war between two troops of chimpanzees. Wow, that's interesting. It is over territory, I assume. Well, stay tuned. Um, but it it, it know. was mining rights. You look at. That. <laughs> banana rights often human or animal behavior helps us understand human behavior in some ways plus it's just interesting that groups of animals could have in essence a war over an extended period obviously Uh, so uh, listen this is interesting i think Um, the things that millennials don't use anymore the things that are going so out of fashion. Friggin'
4: millennials. I'll tell you what they don't use anymore. A checkbook to write a check for rent because they're living with their parents.
0: Wow. Millennials. And some good, unfair uh, old man yelling. <laughs> and well done. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's interesting soci- sociologically. Uh, it also, I think, uh, would probably uh, influence your investing decisions if you are a person who who does that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, a dozen things that millennials just don't seem to use. And some of these you've heard before. Some of them are kind of new to me, but doorbells, nobody rings doorbells anymore. They think it's weird. They just text here huh. and sit out in their car or, you know, um, you know, I do have a friend who's usually upstairs in his TV room
4: and he says, just text me when I'm here. I'll let you in through the garage. That's the way I do it. And everybody does it when it comes to my house.
5: Yeah, banging on the door like I'm a cop doing a drug bust. <laughs> right, every time, open up, let me in. Uh,
0: snail mail, obviously. Man, yeah. of course, uh, back when everybody used snail mail for everything all the time, the postal service still bled money. Uh, let's see, fax machines, you know, uh, right. Fact, but why are there some businesses that still insist that you fax I don't
4: know. stuff? I got an insurance Stop thing. Stop it! I got an insurance thing them am trying to do, and they want me to fax them a form. Really?
0: God, get the, uh, what's the the, uh, the, the you can sign the, stuff online. Docusign. DocuSign. Something like that. Goodness <laughs> sakes. Some Faxes? Mis- <laughs> Stop it! Uh, let's see. Oh, millennials in medical schools often have to learn how to operate one as they're still widely used in healthcare. According to CNBC. Um, They mentioned that voicemails are are increasingly a thing of the past. I I agree, man. I I do business with a couple of uh, people who are old, frankly. And if they can't reach me on the phone, they leave long voicemails. Completely unnecessary. If you don't get me on the phone, hit me with a quick text. I'll get back to you. But uh, paper maps. Obviously. <laughs> Although, you know what? Judy and I still get paper maps because for the passenger, they're way more fun than uh, than your navigation system. That just shows you where you are, more or less, and where you need to turn. You can see all the little towns around you. What is that geographical feature? Is there an
5: alternate route you can look at? I just look a canyon, a, some... be- a butte. <laughs> Another thing millennials are but killing. What butte? <laughs> Having fun while navigating. I don't know. That doesn't necessarily come up as a priority when trying you... to get from A yeah, to I, B. Well, yeah, I get that you're, sense. You're,
4: that's because you're staring at your phone like some sort of idiot. I get that sense that no, the I'm working
5: Jack's side of the street. Younger
4: generations have no interest in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason.
5: I. I... Literally, like when you said it's less fun, I'm trying to imagine where the fun comes from. Is it the, trying to fold it up again? Is that, <laughs> well, you're an ass. That is impossible. Nobody's ever folded a map
4: back up the way it you was know originally. What, you know what came uh, uh,
0: like wildfire
4: and went is
0: GPS devices. The uh, I can't even remember the names of them. You had to have the Tom Garmin's. Tom Go and your Garmin and, and whatever. Please, they used to gouge you for like fifty bucks to rent one with a rental car. Please. Goodbye. Good luck. Some some poor bastard poured all of his life savings into investing in those back in 2002. I pity them. Uh, taxis are leaving, uh, obviously. Um, although the taxi lobby, which uh, throws around money and is mobbed up in a lot of places, is trying to crush the uh,
4: ride-sharing thing, Uber and Lyft and all. Yeah, t- taxis might make a comeback in California now that they outlawed uh, gig jobs. Yeah, more or less. Um. Yeah, it's funny. I
0: I hate the idea of taking a taxi. Oh, and I've not, run into some weirdo to- Uber drivers, but it's nearly a hundred percent of taxi drivers oh, freak me
4: out. My worst Uber driver was about like my best taxi driver. Wow. Yeah. Um. And I hated taxis before. If I had to go back to taxis now, it would just seem awful. Ew. Yeah, I know the gross, grimy car and the and 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 the angry, non English speaking uh, driver and. Right, right. Fabric softener. dropped uh, sales dropped fifteen percent from oh seven to twenty fifteen. Millennials like uh, rough uh, shirts. Turns out cotton's already plenty soft. Mm. <laughs> uh,
0: they theorize Procter and Gamble's head of global fabric care. Theorized, You'd think you'd know that millennials
4: don't know what the product is for. <laughs> Story checks out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, well, I put it in the laundry because my mom
0: did. That's why I do it. Uh, the uh, the uh, guy who's the Veep for fabric conditioning for the German company Henkel, which is a super giant one, uh, said that uh, more eco-conscious consumers don't want to use excessive chemicals.
4: Yeah, I, my wife yeah. is against the fabric softener sheet for that reason. The I, sheet, the the little thing you put oh, in the dryer. Got to use the sheet. It's all about the static. My fabric's soft enough. It's all about the static. Plus, to me, your towels come up, come out like a rough board if you right? don't have. You're living like a savage.
0: Mm-hmm. Terrible. Toughens you up. Uh, paper <laughs> n- paper napkins are going away. They would just rather grab a paper towel. Bars of soap. Are declining? No, oh, the body, living, the, the body wash. I hate thing. the living liquid. at home,
4: and you're smelly, millennials. No, not <laughs> soap, just the bar
0: version of it. Oh, shut up, idiot! Now I'm just going with personal insults. <laughs> I'm not even bothering. claiming that them. as a millennial, you don't know. It's just you're an idiot. Calculators going away. Alarm clocks. How,
4: how, how is there a place that still sells a calculator, and why would that be?
0: Well, for college applications, but that's it. I mean, everybody had two Instead to five cal- calculators in their home for, you know, several decades. Ins- now, why would you?
4: Instead of the calculator, oh, college application, you, you yeah. use it. At, I thought you yes. were applying for college. Okay. Oh, no,
0: no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a, a bad way to phrase it. Yeah, the people need it for college math. And high school math, yeah, actually. Yeah,
4: I had a yeah. special trigonometry calculator I was very proud of in uh, in high school and college the that very, I don't have on my phone. The very word trigonometry gives me sweats. <laughs> had like 150 <laughs> buttons on it that I actually knew what they were at the time. I can't imagine what I'd do with it now. Yeah, yeah. Look, hey, I can make boob upside down. <laughs> use it as a paperweight, which millennials no longer use. <laughs> Well, he just let their papers blow around in their parents' house. Like (laughs) idiots! What's coming up in your news, Marshal? How President Trump weighing in on the West Coast bum explosion. Yeah, that's a good one. That's next.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
4: On the way, we have what Trump said uh, at the border near San Diego yesterday, showing off his new wall, and man, it is so It's wall.
0: America's new wall, Jack.
4: And uh, some of the things he said, and which I'm, I'm all for the wall. Also, uh, build bridges, not walls. The nation's uh, nutrition experts have come out with some of the strictest guidelines for what your kids should drink that they've ever had come up with. Of course, mm. these are probably the same geniuses that had me eating margarine all through the <laughs> 70s. Right. And carbs,
0: and, lots of carbs, and, more carbs. And
4: told us breast milk was bad. Right.
2: So you always keep that in mind. But that on the way. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips. Well, during his tour of
1: California, President Trump was talking about the homeless problems all over the state. You have tents all over the place, and you, have, you really have a sanitary condition. Slamming Democratic politicians for allowing the problem to go unchecked. If these Democrat liberal politicians don't straighten it out, the federal government will have to come in. We're not going to lose cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco, and others that are great cities. One business
2: owner in San Francisco telling Fox's Tucker Carlson he's considering closing down because of the bum explosion.
4: We tried to call the police to have them intervene and arrest him. And in the process, he decided to bite me. And one of the statements he made was, Why are you even calling the police? They're not going to do anything. They're just going to let me go. That bum was right. And so the governor of California <laughs> yesterday said, President Trump, stay out of it. We don't need your help. Uh, That's pretty good Gavin Newsom, by the way. Apparently, you do. Oh, clearly you Apparently do. Apparently, you need yeah. somebody's help because your managing, California's managing of their homeless situation, has led to one out of four homeless people in the whole country being in California and cities looking nothing like they looked 10 years ago of it, all sizes.
0: It's absolutely worth mentioning Washington State and Oregon in exactly the same situation. Yep, sure. The cities have failed. The states have failed. I don't want the and federal to...
4: government to get involved, really, mm-hmm. no. but to, to say no. that, oh, we've got it under control, <laughs> give me a break.
0: Yeah, it's wildly out of control. But I will also tell you this, to the extent that the cities and states have tried to do the right thing, the Ninth Circuit Court of Lunatics has stymied them. And to just touch on one of yesterday's headlines, the, the wildly left city of L.A. has joined with Boise and... Sacramento Sacramento, and and, and an increasing number of cities In telling the Supreme Court Hey, the Ninth Circuit Court Which told us we can't enforce the sleeping and pooping on the streets laws Unless we have a bed for every human uh, A wildly creative and or lunatic judicial decision They made up a law out of thin air Um, The the, the cities are saying to the Supreme Court You've got to take a look at this Because this is killing us
4: Hey, by the way, we
0: got. I, th- I think the Supreme Court will look at it for about five seconds, and it'll be an eight to one decision overturning the Ninth Circuit Court of Dopes.
4: On the topic, a little bit ago, Joe had a list of uh, things millennials no longer use or are going away or whatever. Uh, I work in an elementary school, says this texture. We still use calculators, and the kids still spell the word boob on them, of course, <laughs> or the word hell.
0: Eight zero zero eight. <laughs> turn it upside down and take a look.
4: Oh, well, maybe, that's, that's hilarious. That's been going on for at least 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: 7734? Seven, seven, yep. Okay. What's that spell? Hell. Oh, gotcha. Got to turn it upside down, though. Ooh. It's the hidden code.
2: <laughs> hilarious. A, a judge is denying an American Airlines mechanic bond for allegedly trying to sabotage a commercial airliner out of Miami. Abdul Majid Marood Ahmed Alani. Shemini. Being charged with... How many with, names is enough? Being charged with willfully damaging, destroying, or wrecking an aircraft. He was arrested, you'll recall, back in July for trying to damage the aircraft's data system that reports the speed and the pitch of the plane. When he got arrested, Alani pointed to a union dispute and said he didn't want the plane to crash. No, he just wanted some overtime. Not so now, according to the prosecutors. The prosecutors say he downloaded ISIS videos on his phone and had traveled to Iran earlier this year. Oh, boy. All right, off you go. His arraignment set for Friday. Now, another matter, Merriam-Webster is broadening the definition of the word they to refer to a single person whose gender identity is non-binary. In a post about new words being added to the dictionary, Merriam-Webster says it's an expansion of a use that is sometimes called singular they. It's going to take me a while to get used to that, but that's clearly the thing. Yep. Has a long history, they say, in the English language. And on a final note, the NBA is now requiring teams to hire full-time mental health staff for the upcoming season. Wow. The league adopting the new rules at a team owner's meeting in Chicago. The rules are going to require all the teams to add at least one full-time mental health professional to their full-time That's style. wild.
0: That's, that's it. Wow. Didn't
2: was I there mean, you've some
0: only got like a dozen players, and you, you get your development squad and the rest of it. Right. But
4: They also have millions of dollars, a lot of them, so yeah. uh, you got mental health problems, why don't you go get some therapy? Yeah, um, hey,
0: Jim, you probably ought to go talk to somebody. Uh, I mean, because there are organizations thousands of times larger than an NBA team. They got no mental health professionals. But wasn't
4: there a story last year? Some coach said that all my young players have... Yep. Or
5: depressed. Or yep, or, that was the commissioner during this loan conference right. was talking about how there's uh, yeah there's an overwhelming sense of loneliness or oh, what an you isolation. yeah from a lot yeah. of younger people these days. But yeah, the millionaires right. feel it, too. Really? Yeah. So
4: getting off the bus where you were wearing your headphones the whole time, looking at your phone with a whole bunch of other people, and then walking into the stadium with headphones on, looking at your phone, like all other people that age do, too, makes you feel lonely. That's not surprising. There you go. I had go. a conversation with my son last night. Yeah. Is a couple of his friends have YouTube channels, and they post videos there all, there all the time, and uh, and he wanted to get a YouTube channel and post videos, and then you check and see how many likes you have, and I had that conversation with him about how people do that, and it makes them unhappy.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I love the idea of him learning to make videos and edit them and stuff like that. That's right. a cool you know thing to do and skill and all that, but man, that, that world of uh, the social media thing is you know, it's coming whether I like it or not for my kids and everybody's kids, but...
0: You know, what would be an interesting thing, and I don't know if 1% of users or 50% of users would sign up for this, if you could um, uh, opt out of uh, the social feedback thing. Opt out of knowing how many likes you had or retweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just don't even have that appear on my screen. I'm going to put it out there if people like it, great. Because any the only stress I feel about social media is that feeling that well, I thought that was really good, and, and it only got X number of likes or retweets. or Why does that girl with big boobs get way more retweets than I do? Her opinions are idiotic. You know, I That's the only guess. stress I feel, and at this point in my life, you'd think I wouldn't feel any stress about that sort of thing at all. Mm. But I, I admit I do, a little bit. And if I were an impressionable youth, desperate to figure
2: out who I am in the world, that would be incredibly difficult. They ought to have an opt-out. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
4: I'm thinking of the whole sports thing. I'm guessing that not that many years ago, you would have had, or oh, maybe quite a few years ago, but certainly you go decades back, you'd have had a, a busload of basketball players, baseball players, or whatever. They're sitting there, not with headphones on, right? talking with each other, and then probably talking to each other when they got off the bus, and, and in the locker room talking to each other. Sure. And now, from what I see in the videos all the time, everybody's got headphones on all the time, and... Uh, Uh, in the bus, walking to the locker room, and then sitting in the locker room, Mm -hmm. not talking to each other, which is not different from other young people because I observe other young people in a group all staring at their phones individually. Right. It's just something we do, and then we're trying to figure out why we're lonely and feel like we have no friends. Yeah, yeah, how
0: interesting.
4: Man, they have to have a a shrink on every squad. That says something. I could just mock this stuff when I didn't have kids, but since I've got kids, you know. Living that life, okay, you know, you got to figure out how you're going to deal with it,
0: Jack. We're a tribal animal, and so are chimpanzees. The Gombe chimpanzee war. We'll tell you about that in a couple of minutes.
4: I also got to do the Trump thing that I teased, and also I'll tell you the strict guidelines for uh, young people and what they're drinking that just came out. Like kids? Yeah, kids. Oh, ah, okay. All the experts. These are the new guidelines. The There's only two things your kids are supposed to drink. No more than one martini per evening.
0: Martinis? Right. And, uh, and, uh, and Gatorade, because it's got electrolytes.
1: <laughs> right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Start first. Okay, what your kids can and can't drink according to uh, new uh, pediatric rules. This is one of the most comprehensive, this or that, and the strictest guidelines or something that have ever been released. Wow, Um, that's saying something. Yeah, exactly. uh, I, I, I take this semi seriously. I think they're right, but I take it semi seriously because. If you're my age, you grew up eating margarine, which is among the worst things you can eat. It is trans fat in a tub. It's just I mean you're you're abusing your children if you let them eat margarine now. Right. We ate nothing. I lived in Wisconsin, the dairy state at the time, and everybody and all my friends ate margarine. Yep. Because the government told us butter's bad for you. Terrified Margarine's our parents different. yeah, yeah yes, crazy trans fat. So keep that in mind when the government tells you anything. But this is what the guidelines are. Uh children yeah, and should you drink.
0: know what's especially tragic about that? His butter is so good. Yeah. Oh, you name a food that isn't better with butter.
4: There ain't any. (laughs) Kids should pretty much only drink milk and water, scientists say. That's the latest thing. Milk and water, almost exclusively. Occasionally juice if you feel like you need it, but not very often. And just the 100% stuff, not the added sugar kind. Uh, They also say plant-based beverages like almond rice or oat milk should be avoided. Mm. The crowd I know... uh, prefers that as opposed to a cow milk because cows flatulate and they're killing the penguins or whatever. Um, but so stick to milk and water for your kids. That's the guidelines. Trump yesterday at the border unveiling a new uh, section of wall, upgrading what was there before. And in many cases, it was just like a rickety chain link fence. Right. Literally. I mean, so it's basically nothing. Yeah. Um, and the wall now, that is some flippin' wall. Good luck oh, yeah. getting past that, <clears and> certainly <throat> easily. The, the whole idea is it'll slow you down at least enough and alert Border Patrol that they can get there and, right. and stop people. But You can't run up to it and vault
0: over it like you used to do in elementary school at you know the, the uh, waist-high chain link fence.
4: He handled it as, a, as the guy he is, a developer salesman, like he was opening a new building. And, uh, and, or selling you a Trump steak. <laughs> <laughs> and gave the press a little tour of the wall there.
1: So you have the rebar, you have the outer crust, and you have the uh, inside is concrete, and it's hardened concrete, very powerful concrete. And again, the concrete's poured after it's up. They pour it through funnels. And a lot of technological advances have been made with concrete. So if you think you're going to cut it with a blowtorch, that doesn't work because you have concrete. I said, fellas, how about doing a less expensive version? They said, well, this is the version that works. Uh, that's the Rolls-Royce version to protect you on top. How that stops, it's a anti-climb device if you look at the steel on top. We actually uh, built prototypes, and we have, I guess you could say, world-class mountain climbers. This wall can't be climbed. This is very, very hard. we got climbers. We had 20 mountain climbers. That's all they do. They love to climb mountains. Uh, they can have it. Me, I don't want to climb mountains. Plus, it's designed <laughs> to absorb heat. So it's extremely hot. You can uh, fry an egg on that wall. So if they're going to climb it, they're going to have to bring hoses and waters and water. And we don't know where they're going to hook it up because there's not a lot of water out here. Nobody's going over the wall, but going over it is impossible. Is virtually impossible. I guess maybe. One of the greatest pole vaulters in history can get over the low, one, the low one, but it's going to be very painful
4: when they land, right? That's a good point. <laughs> wow. Um, and then how far deep it goes down, they wouldn't say, but it goes real far deep down in the ground, so tunneling under it's pretty uh, difficult also. Huh. But so we took that montage from MSNBC, which they designed, because Trump talked for a long time. I saw a lot of it. They designed that for mockery, and I listened to that and thought, that's awesome. Yeah. Almost every aspect of it. I thought, that's awesome. It gets really, really hot. It, you can't climb over it. You can't go under it. I mean, the whole, they like to climb mountains. Me, I don't like to climb mountains. I mean, that's classic that's, Trump. Trump being Trump. <laughs> Hilarious stuff. But yeah. I love it. And the, there was wall there already. It's just adding to the wall that had already been approved by Obama. That wall was, people were getting around it and over it all the time. In some cases, like we said, it was just chain-link fence. I want this wall And a portion of the border where people have been crossing by the millions for decades. It's funny, Joe and little Mika seem obsessed
0: with the whole he hasn't built any new wall thing. Uh, Because I know Trump claims, Trump is Trump. But if you replace a rickety fence with an impenetrable wall, I mean, it reminds me of the old uh, joke (laughs) that I first heard from you. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? It's a stick. It's one of my favorite jokes. I mean, it's not a boomerang. Uh, What do you call a wall that restrains no one from doing nothing
4: it's not a wall they came out of that very clip we just played Mika Brzezinski just shook her head and put her head down and said that's so mean it's mean all right well you're to the left of for instance Tom Friedman in the New York Times who said we need a high wall with a big gate he's been talking about that for years and right. he is a lefty among lefties Is he's the hero to lefties and he agrees as any normal person would you gotta stop illegal immigration of the country agrees with that. Yeah. Unfortunately... I'm happy
0: we're building giant walls. The politicians are much more interested in having the issue than solving the issue. And so on it goes. It's a good-looking wall. wall. She
4: also said, and that money could have gone to Puerto Rico. Okay. (sighs) See if the average American wants to spend money on a wall to stop illegal immigration or Puerto Rico for hurricanes. Well, and you you could say that
0: of a thousand different things anyway. Jack, the Gombe-Chimpanzee War, also known as the Four-Year War of Gombe, lasted from 1974 to 78. It was a violent conflict between two communities of chimpanzees in Tanzania. They were originally part of the same group. Jane Goodall was observing them and uh, first noticed
4: around... She sure liked staring at monkeys. She ever do anything else?
0: They're actually apes, Jack. Uh, she first noticed in 1974 that they divided themselves into northern and southern subgroups, but a look at her notes reveals that the social rift actually was present as early as 1971. Here's where it gets really interesting. So you got these two groups uh, of chimps that kind of separate from themselves. The first outbreak of violence occurred uh, on January 7th of 1974, when a party of six adults, their two tribes, the Casachalas, and the uh what's the other group the kahamas but exactly kahamas if you will but exactly the same kind of monkey uh, yeah they're H- the same H- apes they're apes jack monkeys have tails apes don't. i'm s- going to
4: call them all monkeys
0: well who's an ape now
4: but they're exactly <laughs> the same kind there's there's no
0: oh no they they were the same group okay. Interesting. A, a division had arisen among that uh, group of apes for reasons that are unclear but i peel a banana from the stem you what That's sick. When a party of six adult Kasekala males attacked and killed Gobi, a young Kahama male who had been feeding in a tree. This was January 7th, 1974. That was the first time any of the chimpanzees had been seen to deliberately kill a fellow chimp. Over the next four years, all six of the adult male members of the Kahama were killed by the Kasekala males. One of the females from Kahama... Of the females, one was killed, two went missing, and three were beaten and kidnapped by the Casakela males. Casakela then succeeded in taking over the Kahama's former territory. Again, this took place over the course of four years. Uh, The territorial gains were not permanent, however, with the Kahama gone. The Casakela's territory now butted up directly against the territory of another chimp community called the Kalendi. Cowed by the superior strength and numbers of the Clendi, as well as a few violent skirmishes along their border, the Casa quickly gave up much of their new territory.
4: Yeah, and, well, and that's what, so dang interesting. And you, oh, yeah. you'd think we could rise above that, but we don't.
0: Right, right. And and again, I'm not. You know, maybe I'm not smart enough, or maybe I just haven't thought about this at all. <sighs> you know, it 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 makes the point that conflict and territorial conquest and vengeance and the rest of it are are not uniquely human. That doesn't mean we can't rise above them, but it's interesting. But it also, it's interesting to me, just because I like science, that um, the outbreak of the war came as a disturbing shock to Jane Goodall, who had previously considered chimpanzees to be uh, rather nicer, and that's a quote in their behavior, coupled with the observation in 1975 of cannibalistic infanticide by a high-ranking female in the community... The violence of the Gambi War first revealed a good all the dark side of chimpanzee behavior.
4: Now, would that would have been aberrant behavior, like a, a Jeffrey Dahmer sort of thing? You know, something went wrong with that chimp, or is, or is she suggesting that that's part of their culture? Hashtag not or, all chimp. She she probably wouldn't know that. That's an interesting question, and and I because have we no have idea. that, but you know, it's not really part of our species. It's. Uh, you know, somebody, something's gone wrong with somebody.
0: You know, we were always big fans of dolphins in in our family. You go to aquariums and the ocean and, and whale watching and the rest of it. But now Delaney, my youngest, who just turned 20, is now uh, utterly convinced that dolphins are disgustingly rapey and
5: violent. She's no longer a fan of the slick mammal. I mean, the animal kingdom is largely both of those things. Right. Shoot that out, with blowhole. Thank you for that contribution to science.
4: <laughs> That's so, pretty yes, interesting stuff. Animals though. are very animalistic. Well, our conclusion we are is
0: what's the problem. Uh, I know I am.